isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Well, let's go to Ottawa. Today, representatives from Sunwing Airlines, WestJet, and Air Canada appeared before the Federal Transport Committee to explain to MPs what happened in the days before and after Christmas when thousands of passengers saw their flights delayed or cancelled. I'm sure you saw many images on your nightly newscast in regards to that chaos. Now, committee members directed many of their questions at Sunwing, uh, the vacation airline that left hundreds of Canadians stranded in Mexico when their flights uh, flights home were cancelled. Sunwing's airline president, Len Corrado, opened his remarks to the committee with an apology. Now, Corrado added that winter storms caused massive delays at airports in Quebec and Ontario and shut down Vancouver's airport almost completely. Take a listen to his comments. With respect to passenger communications, we've immediately implemented changes to address some of the technical issues with flight alert notifications to improve communications with our customers. With all this said, the bottom line is we know we could have done better. There is no doubt, and I think that's the public's view uh, as well, that was uh, Sunwing's airline president, Len Corrado, as I said, began his remarks to the Commons Committee with an apology. Now, one of the other uh, folks who did speak um, at that hearing was YVR CEO Tamara Vrooman. Her comments come as Vancouver International Airport is promising to do better after thousands of passengers were stranded, of course, during that storm. The airport authority uh, said that they've hired private companies to help conduct a review to figure out how to improve service after the weather-related disruptions. Now, if you think about the images you saw there, of course, with the uh, winter storm, planes were grounded, passengers slept on the floor of of the airport or were stranded uh, in other countries in some cases. And, of course, thousands of bags were misplaced as well. YVR CEO Tamara Ruman joins us now. Tamara, thank you for speaking to us today. Yeah, thanks very much. My pleasure. Uh, The, uh, you, you know, there's been talk about YVR wanting to uh, look at the Christmas holidays and what transpired there and get a review done in regards to what could be done better. Um, Does this acknowledge that things could have been done better by yourself and the airport in regards to dealing with the weather chaos? Certainly after every uh, incident that we have, large or small, we always commission an after what we call an after action review. Uh, there's always things that we can learn uh, to improve and strengthen our airport going forward. I think the areas that we feel were unacceptable during uh, the snow events uh, really relate to the length of time that people spent on aircraft on the tarmac uh, once the uh, once the congestion uh, occurred, and second, the level and consistency of communications. Uh, largely from airlines, but that could have been facilitated and assisted uh, by the airport to um, to passengers so they could make the decisions that they need to make given the disruption and get them on their way. So we're focused on both of those things. We've put interim measures in already to uh, address those, but certainly we want to put permanent measures in place, some of which require changes that are beyond our authority to make across the uh, airport community um, that will allow those to be permanent. The issue of time on planes, is that uh, indirectly or directly uh, ultimately decided by airlines or by the airport? 
What happens with uh, delays like the ones that we saw in December is that it's a complex ecosystem of actors. It's airlines, it's ground handling crew that are contracted by airlines, it's the airport, it's the navigation authority, all working to try and get uh, aircraft uh, onto gates as soon as possible so people can uh, get off. People might be surprised to know, though, that airport authorities, including uh, YVR, we do not have the authority or the ability to tow aircraft. In fact, we're not legally allowed to do so for insurance reasons. So we couldn't, even if we wanted to, and we don't have any of that equipment. So we rely on the ground handling capabilities contracted to airlines. Those were highly stressed during the uh, winter event that we saw here. And so their availability in a timely way clearly was inadequate. So there's changes that we'd like to see to make the uh, gating processes clear in advance and have a clear authority to adhere to those so we don't get the uh, issues around towing that we had. Whether it's the airport, the airlines, uh, Nav Canada, whatever it may be, uh, is it fair to say we did fail collectively, the, 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 the entities fail collectively when, when you have people at times out on the uh, on the tarmac for 9 10 hours it it is it's a fair comment is it not to say we did fail in regards to our response to that snowstorm certainly the uh the number one priority for all of those uh entities that you mentioned including the airport is safety and so safety can never be compromised and so we did uphold our safety uh our safety uh promise did we do that in the most efficient way uh, and did it result in people staying on aircraft for longer than was acceptable? Absolutely, uh, that is the case. And I have huge uh, empathy for people who are on those aircraft in a very, very uh, difficult uh, situations at a difficult time. But we did, we did work through our snow operations. Uh, we were operating uh, accordance to the safety regulations. And so that part we did deliver on. What we didn't deliver on is how efficiently we're able to gate aircraft and how we work across the ecosystem to share information, customer information, airline communication information to support our airline partners to get people the information they need so they can get decisions uh, made in the event of cancellations and delays and get on their way. Uh, is it, why does it take so long or why does it take an event like this to convince um, institutions to change, and I don't necessarily am blaming the airport. There are other actors, as you say, airlines, uh, there's uh, air traffic controllers, and and above all of that is Ottawa, and you were speaking to a transportation committee uh, today uh, based in Ottawa as well. Um, why, is it, why does it take this to start looking at these processes and procedures? Because it is, at the end of the day, a snowstorm in Canada in winter, and we should be better at dealing this. And I know it's a bigger, broader question, but why does it take events like this to actually start talking about change in processes? We certainly have seen weather events uh, in the past. And uh, in fact, we had a weather event here, as you know, uh, Jazz in Metro Vancouver on the 29th of uh, November, where the region was virtually shut down, uh, you'll recall, and the airport was fully operational um, through that time. So it's not so much the winter event that was the key issue, certainly the way that the snow fell this particular time. You know, we were expecting between 10 and 11 centimeters uh, in an eight-hour period, and we got uh, we got 30, so three times the uh, 
uh, forecast amount, which put uh, pressure on the safety regulations and timeout uh, between when and aircraft is de-iced and when it's cleared for takeoff, which started the congestion. But it's the fact that the uh, aviation industry and travel industry was particularly hard hit by the pandemic. And so the the twin risks of uh, increased frequency and uniqueness of weather events, whether it's uh, heat dome or uh, atmospheric river or successive snow events across uh, the country in a row, those coupled with an industry that's just recovering from a uh, labor and a training and an expertise uh, point of view can't just put, hire somebody off the street and put them into our operations. It requires detailed training, as you can appreciate. Those two things put stress on the system. So, so processes that we collectively have relied on to safely and efficiently operate this airport, for example, over the last 30 years, proved inadequate on those two issues, particularly of gating and how we operate the towing around the aircraft, around the airfield, and communications. Well, I mean, you do raise a good point. Like the 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 the, um, the snowstorm in late November, there it took me eight hours to get home in the evening commute, so I could have flown almost to London if I was. At the airport, yeah. <laughs> if you think about that. So you do raise a good point there. Uh, but in regards to those two specific issues, you will be doing the review. How long will this re- review take? We've already done a preliminary review, as I said, because, of course, certainly winter's not over. And uh, we may uh, see uh, other uh, snow events uh, in the in the coming uh, weeks and days, although none are currently forecast. Uh, so we want to make sure that we're ready for those and we take the immediate learnings and implement them, which we've done in partnership with the airlines, the ground handlers and Navigation Canada. But we also need to make these changes permanent. And some of those changes with respect to the responsibility for towing and gating, that responsibility for clear sharing of uh, communication and data, mm-hmm. the ability to digitize and improve the way that we share information, for example, about the location uh, of a piece of luggage, um, which is always the legal uh, uh, responsibility of the airlines. But we have an opportunity, I think, because it transits through our export, our airport, to be able to participate in getting information to passengers. All of those things should be permanent improvements going forward. So we want to take the time to document see what we can learn from best practices internationally, hear directly for the first time in one of these kind of reviews from travelers who traveled around what worked okay for them and what was absolutely unacceptable and needs to fix and get their information about what priorities, particularly around information sharing, would work. All of that will take a little bit of time, but we're hoping to have that uh, action plan ready to release to the public in March. In March. All right. Tamara, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate uh, you chatting with us uh, about events uh, in December. Look forward to chatting with you when uh, that review does come out. Thanks a lot. Thanks very much, Jess. Appreciate your interest.